0: everybody you guys know me i'm the dungeon master for opportunity roll i'm just here to say thank you for coming back to episode number seven we had a lot of fun doing this we're getting into some intrigue maybe a little bit of of wonderment in this new kingdom and wow did we have some fun um i hope you guys enjoy this and i'll see you again at the end of the episode Corey, I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I'm here with our group. Say hi, everybody.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Let's go ahead and do introductions, and then I'll have one of the members do us a uh, preview from last game, and they will earn Inspiration and 10 gold for their review. So let's go ahead and start with Z-Man Ultra.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Chris. I'm the music director for Opportunity Roll Season Two, Incendium. I'll be playing the uh, little bit underprepared and uh, underconfident Zair this session, the Human Monk. Uh,
1: Alex.
3: Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be ha- 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 I will be playing Callisto. Uh, you're very confused on people customs, Tiefling Druid.
4: Jace. Hello, it's Jace, uh, social media manager of uh, yeah, Season 2 Incendium, uh, playing the human fighter
1: uh, Soot. a.
5: Howdy, uh, I am Izay, and I will be playing Martha, our lovely dwarven cleric.
6: Dust. Hello, I am Dust, and I will be playing... The most overdressed bard you'll ever meet, Finn.
0: And big man RDO, Rodeo.
7: Hi, I'm Rodeo Maxwell, uh, the real life marketer, uh, vape enthusiast of the group, and uh, jack of all trades.
1: And I will be playing uh, Castor Sedaris, your wonderful human grave cleric.
0: So, who would like to earn that swanky advantage and some extra gold?
7: I can do it.
1: Anybody? Anybody want to go for it? Yeah. Go ahead.
7: Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, we either started right after or right before a tornado swept us up into the air and broke many of our bones. Um, we had all mended as best we could there with healing magic and braces made out of pieces of metal and straps of clothing. We decided we would head into Fortosum with uh, our donkey being dead, unfortunately. Uh, Callisto had to take over uh, cart pulling duties as the horse while everybody else had to rest in the back because we were broken, battered, and at death's door. Um, We come into Fortosum and we go looking for a temple. Caster thought maybe we could find a temple, maybe we could get some better healing, uh turned out there was a temple to Demeter, which uh, was helpful to him because that's his who he worships. So he goes in. They meet the head priestess, Marsha. M- Marsha um, was very kind to of them, explained to them what they could do, which uh, required a herb that they didn't have any of left. Uh, there might have been some in the town, but she let us know that we could go to the Grangle Jungle or to graveyards to find some. Very grisly thing. Uh we showed her the bone dagger that we found, and she uh said that she would keep it for us, but apparently it was never given up by our lovely bard Finn. Uh and then uh we showed her uh the dragon stones that we had found, which we got identified, one of which being uh clairvoyance. The second of which being, I can't remember. Counter
6: spell.
7: And Counterspell. All right. And the third of which being Resurrection. That launched a kind of heated debate uh, where Caster and Finn were very much against keeping the Resurrection spell with us. Uh, Martha was adamantly wanting to keep it with us. Uh, when Marsha found out who uh, Martha's husband was, uh, the conversation became more heated. Uh, we all simmered down. We agreed to keep it at the vault for now, and if we wanted it, we could think on it and come back and get it. We were also informed that there was a party going on uh, that was important to Zare. And we had uh, received the church's formal invite that was to no one. They just kind of had a... To whom it may concern invite so the church decided to give it to us so that we could go
1: they outfitted us with fancy clothing and that is where we left off
3: also also jason's
7: missing oh yeah also jason went somewhere
1: okay sounds good uh
0: we'll wait for jason uh you go ahead and get that gold get that inspiration and dust
1: because you helped a little bit get get yourself get yourself five silver Sweet. Um, And just because I
0: haven't said it already, you guys know me. I am Corey Lynn, your diggity-diggity dungeon disaster
1: DJ. <laughs> it's getting bigger every time. Yeah. Um, so, you guys are in at night, and, and I'm just setting the scene. We'll, we'll catch him up when he gets we not...
7: back. We were talking about Jason the character, not Jason the Jason oh oh okay jason is
4: right here i
7: was listening to the recap okay Jason the <laughs> so character is missing jason the jason is here <laughs> oh
5: yeah ah oh, yes jason the jason i'm
7: so happy to be back with you guys that i'm feeling very giddy almost to the point of of drunkenness without the negatives
1: well that's good nice so are are we currently outside are we
4: inside?
7: No, we're still are in we the at? church. They were, they were outfitting us with fine clothing, and then we were going to make our way to the party, broken bones and everything. All right.
0: Well, get prepared, because I'm going to start making more descriptions of everything. <clears throat> so, as you guys walk out of this main room, you guys are going to take a left. You'll follow about three, four doors down. The door in which you guys are going is, is like very ornate. It's, it's a thick oak wood. But it's um, it's seen its wear and tear, not in a bad way. Like this has probably been standing since the church has been here. Once these doors open up, you will see rows of clothing on metal racks. There's about seven or eight on each side. Some hanging above each of like so. It's got like a two-layer row on each. You've got purples. You've got blues. You've got greens. Which some of these are more along the lines of say like royalty, but not fully hitting that that vibrancy color, because you know, that's expensive! But, they're really quite elegant. Um, they're they're handmade, each one of them, you can tell that pretty easily, because some of these aren't made quickly, they have the flourishes, they have the frills. Uh, they're going to take you about three rows back to the right, and they're going to pull out uh, several sizes of like two or three handmade with slight variation. There's uh, a purple dress that seemed to have green ivy on it. Um, kind of like a red dress that's got some some thickish brown kind of like rose thorns around the edges of the hymns. Uh You've got some things like some yellows with like streaks of green in them. Um, there's a brown one that has like little lyres that dance around like the edges of the clothing. And there's something really nice, because there's a, a, a blue... I wouldn't call it a tuxedo, because it's not quite a tuxedo back then, but it's it's one of those nice formal dress robes that look very tight and form-fitting. And it's got, like, emblems of the crystal. Now, past that, they realize that there's like two or three people that might wish for something a little bit different, so they're going to go about two or three rows down, and they're going to pull out this... It's like a dress shirt, but it's kind of like armored in a way, but it's, it's dress armor. It's not going to give you any AC, but it shows kind of your, your distinction as a as like fighter. So they're going to pull that one. And then they're going to have actual garb, which looks like it has been imported from one of your homelands. And, and Zer, you're going to notice this quite quickly. Um, they've got about seven or eight of these outfits.
1: They seem almost recognizable from something like, say, your mother owned before she left. Would Caster recognize this too being from uh, the same area as Zare, basically? To a point, but maybe not as much recognition of, I've seen that shirt. Yeah, Caster was poor. Yeah. Uh Zero step forward
2: first, and he'll uh, jump on one of the southern desert-looking shirts. Something that's a little closer fitting. And then he's going to go off and look for something that's a little looser. Maybe some short sleeves that can go over top of that and kind of hide it. So that if you're not examining him too closely, you'd never know he was wearing something exotic underneath.
0: Okay, so are you like talking like a, a white garb that's like common, pretty easily made
2: or, yeah, or are you still looking like for something? Something common in white or uh, even a cream color that's a little bit more um, fitting of an entertainer rather than nobility, but maybe something that has a little bit of that um, what we might recognize as like an oriental flourish in the, in the, in the
0: seams. Um, so you're going to get dressed up in that. It probably won't take you long. Cause like, I would assume like there are some ties or some like kind of, uh, ornate details that might need layered on clothing like that in, in what you're hiding underneath. But seeing as how it's kind of from where you're at, it's going to
1: be something you're used to. Um, I, I did see, uh, uh, I will remember this name Callisto uh, You were very interested in that purple dress When I
0: mentioned it I, I would assume that's what you're taking
3: um, There's a difference Between me being interested in her Knowing it's for her <laughs> um, I would probably be looking For something Like a little bit modest Like she clearly does not know what she's looking for So she'd kind of Divert to Martha, really But that my, the, the vines probably caught her eye
0: I will say it's a very respectful dress
1: No no okay. Open Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: um I, I was gonna say How close is the purple of the dress To the purple of her
1: skin
0: tone <laughs> Like two shades off But barely noticeable
3: Okay Cool, I'll take it
0: Uh I did see interest in the liar outfit for Finn.
6: Yeah, he would he would like lay claims to that, probably get dressed up fast and then go ask to see uh her name um Marsha Mar- Martha
1: Marsha
6: Marsha, uh, yeah. Marsha Marsha. Why did you now-
5: have to make an NPC with a name so similar to my character? <laughs>
7: I'm sorry. Listen, there's a Jason and a Jason, okay?
6: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't roll my R's, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before we part over to Marsha real quick, uh, did was anybody else interested in any of the other explained outfits? Because there are plenty more here. If if you're looking for something specific, they might I mean, be able to find it.
5: Martha just wants a nice little uh warm green and brown like uh, apron dress or maybe just mm-hmm. a dress
0: they they do have lovely greens uh they have some that are embroidered with uh i'd say like a like a mud brown but has like like light linen gold in it but not Ooh, really yes, solid gold.
1: yes 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 yeah. cool
0: um sorry sorry
7: is like the tuxedo style one
0: done it' It's a little bit bigger in the in the shoulders area, but like perfectly fits the
4: chest. Soot conveniently has fine clothes in their inventory, so they will be changing into that.
1: So taking a step over to to Marsha, um, she's going to be kind of standing to the corner taking
0: inventory of, of what's going, not not like a running tab or anything, but just like, okay, this is going out, this is going out, this is going out. Cool. We have record. Um, and she'll, she'll kind of look at Finn when he approaches, and uh, she'll nod, her ear flicking a little. How may I help you?
6: Yes, and, and all our uh, ex- uh, excitement, I seem to have got to give you this, and I will pull out the, the bag with the dagger in it and hand it over to her. <sighs>
1: Thank you. I almost forgot myself. Perfect.
6: I would also like to ask a a question. Are there any uh, libraries or places that would sell books about, you know, uh, history? Bards?
0: We do have a good library here. Um, There is a fine selection on bards, um, musics, uh, tomes, uh, practicing... Uh, we have or- ornate books on uh, learning new uh from other bards. Most of our collection comes from the great,
1: uh, uh, oh, the great uh, Finbar. The what? It's his state. His name is Finbar. Uh, he comes by every once in a while. I think his real name is Roger.
6: He's a great guy. Mm. Are there any uh, books about like legends of bards? You know, or like. Are <laughs> uh, 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 like legendary instrument of bards, you, you know, like history, very interesting
1: you, you know what? I think I can do something better for you. And she's gonna take out uh, a small sheet of paper, uh, kind of like a like, not paper, paper at least like parchment.
0: And she's gonna scribble down a little note, and she will put it uh, into this little small envelope,
1: and she'll hand that to the ball in which you guys are headed to, there will be another performer. I I mentioned his name earlier. I wouldn't call him Robert, especially not when he's on stage. But he has a wide collection. He often writes books for us. I think it might be more useful
0: to hear it from the source than... I I mean, of course you're more than welcome
1: to to read through our books, but uh, speaking to someone can usually be more informational if you're
6: interested. Oh, I'm definitely interested. I will I will talk I'll try to talk with him during the uh, the the ball and I assume give him this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Of
2: course. Uh is going to come out from behind uh Finn. He's been listening intently to the list of volumes upon volumes and he's going to ask Marsha, I couldn't help but notice that you do have quite an impressive library here and I I'm not much of a reader myself. Um hmm. but I might be interested in maybe a couple books on the and he pauses as though he's a bit embarrassed to say um uh because he doesn't really know what he's asking about. Books about the uh schools of magic.
1: Oh, yes, plenty of those. I thought you were going to ask for a book on venereal diseases. It's a common thing. What? Oh. Well, I mean, I- I'm sorry. You you came in dressed kind of like a, well, I, I mean, <laughs> we- uh, I'm sorry. Yes, we have those books. Well, I mean, before this, he did work as a, um, you know, it,
0: yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the proper name for it right now.
1: It um, was a. <laughs> the look on,
7: on Zare's face was priceless. I guess. <laughs> the look on Zare's face was priceless. He was like, he did the, like, the the blinking guy gif. It was like, what did you say?
0: <laughs> She'll look embarrassed. Uh she's she's kinda holding that bag with the knife, kinda like a, a bag of dog poo. And she's gonna walk out, um, and she's she's gonna nod before she goes, I'll I'll get those books right away. Again, I'm I'm really sorry, it's a common question and you know, you're very, you know shapely man and uh I, I, I didn't know. But, sorry. But
2: it's okay if actually never uh, never, never, never mind.
1: Never mind. Uh, but like... thank
2: you. I'll take the the tomes certainly, and I'll make sure that they are returned in a timely manner. And then he'll he'll take the books, two or three of them, maybe. Is that fair? Yeah. And he'll turn around to uh, Soot, and he'll plop them in Soot's hands, and he says, "Could you read to me?" From these later
4: uh, sh- sure a like during the bon- or after maybe just at, at at
2: bedtime uh I noticed that you've been engrossed in the arcane as of late, and uh I thought that you might be able to read to me some of this in your in your studies as well, kind of like
4: study buddies.
2: Uh,
1: sure. I
4: I can do that. I suppose. I, yes. Um, sh- Sure. And they'll take it, uh, go to put it in their backpack, realize that they don't have their backpack on because they are dressed up in a nice outfit, and then just kind of like meander out to put it in their backpack, wherever that may be.
0: Oh, uh, there is uh, a, a complimentary chest inside. Mm-hmm. Um, which you guys can store your items, which will be separate from everything else. It won't be logged into their, you know, their whole collection.
6: Now, uh, was it just a, like a robe that, that I, that I got ours was it like an outfit so with the light.
1: Okay. So the
0: main jacket will be the most fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll have kind of like a, a brownish to like wood colored, uh, kind of, I wouldn't say fancy, but they've got like that, that, that poofy bottom with like the, the very tight uh, kind of laced bottoms that go near your boots and kind of give your, your feet and, and like calves a nice shapely
6: look. What Finn's going to add is from his costume that he has, he has a very wide brim hat with a feather in it. And he's going to put mm-hmm. it on with a little like thief mask to go over his eyes to f- complete the whole look.
0: Okay, Zorro.
6: Yes. <laughs> All right.
7: Caster is going to get into his blue tuxedo. And let me know, tell you, Maxwell knows a few things about blue tuxedos. Uh, blue tuxedos are awesome. So Castor's going to get all up in his blue tuxedo. And then he's going to look to Marsha, and he's going to take off his necklace. That's black pearls with a, with a holy symbol in the middle. And he's going to ask if she could bless it for him.
1: You're going to, during that time, have a flash.
7: All right, so Caster is about to take that off, and I'm guessing then there's the flash.
0: Yes. So your flashback is going to be mostly off of sound. The photo or or picture that you would normally see in your mind is going to be dim and dark. You're not really going to see much of anything else besides this very lovely pained glass window. And in the pained glass window is a depiction of like a green dragon fighting against some kind of spellcaster. Uh, The spellcaster has a distinct look to them. They're not really dressed like a normal mage would be, or a wizard. It's more like a darker edge kind of thing, sort of like a warlock, almost. But that being said, that's not the most interesting thing about this. What is, is the voices and the events that happen while you are there. You'll hear a very darker voice speaking to what seems to be a very feminine figure. Now, tonight is a very important night. We wish to impress our guests, and I have some very influential and important people coming. That being said, you are to be on your best behavior.
1: No crying, no whining, no complaining. And if I hear that you do, there will be hell to pay. Do I make myself very clear? You hear a very,
0: uh, I would say, like a whimper or a nod, but it's very faint. Just just like uh, the minuscule amount of acknowledgement. I said,
1: do I make myself clear? And you'll hear a, y- y- yes. And as you're fading away from this scene, there's going to be a sound that you might recognize. A slap. And you'll be back in the room with the others Um, Cash is going to look around
7: and see if people are like staring at him. like, uh, he he basically wants to try to gauge how much time passed in reality versus what he just witnessed.
1: I'd say about I'd say about 13, uh, thirteen, fourteen seconds out. But for you in it, I'd
0: say it was a full, like, three, four-minute conversation.
7: Okay, so uh, so still that would have been a long time as he was starting to ask a question and he was starting to take off his necklace
1: and then it just hit him. So I'm guessing people are staring. Did did he fall at all? I'll leave that up to the DM. Uh, you know what? Roll me, uh, let's do a constitution check.
0: Let's see if it uh, if it really hit you. Maybe you, maybe you even felt the slap I don't, I don't know uh, Constitution of Seven yeah I'd say you'd fall maybe even have felt like the the, the like. you might have even felt
1: the slap
7: Aster's gonna then so he's gonna open his eyes or he's going to regain his sight he's gonna be on the ground and he's gonna like reach up and touch his face and then realize he's on the ground and he's gonna look around at everybody
3: Callisto is immediately Zero, like, are, "Are you all right?"
1: Um, it happened together. Zero, what did you want to do? Uh,
2: Zara's going to be on the other side of him, um, opposite of Callisto, and he's he's going to be, he he's going to see him rubbing his face, so he's just going to like tap him on the on the face, trying to wake him up, and he's going, "Abi, Abi, are you all right?"
6: That
1: cheek's going to be tender. That's just going to wince. And um, then
7: basically to, I mean, I guess it would be just be to the two around him. He's just going to
1: say it, it happened again. How are you feeling right now? I feel like I was slapped in the face. By whom? Unclear. Male of some sort. Very fancy sounding. I could discuss more, but I don't wish to um burden Marsha with this. Let's cut you off. Yes, um Marsha, I was wondering if you could bless my um holy symbol.
7: And he'll finish taking it off. That was what he wanted to do in the first place. He wants to get that done.
1: Um, yeah, I'll, uh, you have visions. Um, yes. Uh, Are you touched? I have no idea what you mean. I've had them since I was about 13. Have you ever been in the presence of the crystal? No. I see. Interesting. I'll go take this. I'll be back. Do you guys feel as though this is dangerous? I do want to ask that before. You know, I-, I want to make sure you're safe. My visions? Well, not just the visions, but, I mean, what it could mean for... I I don't know.
0: Most visions I've heard of are usually about things in the future, and if you were hurt, I'm afraid for your safety.
7: It wasn't me. I was hearing a man talking to a woman. And the end of the vision was the sound of a
1: slap. Oh. You're going to see her visibly, like, not at you, but be visibly disturbed by that.
6: Uh, same with Callisto. Did you get a a, a good look at the, the man, or...?
7: I couldn't see anything except for a window.
6: What was on the window?
7: It was a very ornate, um, stained glass window. Uh, there was a green dragon fighting some sort of magic caster... Uh. Maybe a dark sorcerer or a warlock, something on the darker side. Not a wizard, not a bard, nothing like that.
2: Um, can Zare make just a passive uh, check um, because of his knowledge of glazing? Sure. Um, he'd know that greens are either very cheap or very expensive, and he'd want to... I- I'm asking or m- making a check to know if uh, green dragons in particular were of any particular style of
4: region or time.
1: Uh,
4: may Sook make a, a history check in regards to like that piece, if that's like a famous piece of art or something akin to that.
0: Both of you could. I would say, though, since you didn't see it firsthand, it would be at a disadvantage.
1: Copy.
2: I'm asking about uh, dragons in general and and greatness.
1: Ooh, um, a whopping six.
2: Uh,
0: okay, uh, go ahead and roll, and I will make sure to. Uh, yeah, uh, uh,
2: could I? Uh, since I'm using my tools, could I get an ability check to ability score to associate it with this roll?
0: Go with uh, intelligence. Okay,
2: that makes sense.
0: Ooh, twelve and a nine for Jason. Or, oh, sorry, soot. Uh, so, Xur with a 12. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the highest. Uh, the greens, uh, dragons, it, it, it really depends. Um, some are known to be very territorial and vicious. Uh, but there have been a few, I'm talking like a handful who have been understanding. Maybe they were raised differently. Maybe they just had a, a different kind of understanding of the world. Or they had a better circumstance when they were born. Um, it, it's a toss-up, really. Especially in Incendium, because there are dragons, but with um, really the only roost being you know around the mountainous area, there's... Uh, few and far territories that would be perfect for a green dragon besides the Grangle Jungle. And, um, well, most people don't go there.
7: What Um, kind of dragon was it uh, that protected uh, Handsome?
1: He would be a black
7: dragon. Okay. Uh,
3: quick question. Given I'm from the Grangle Jungle, would I know anything about green dragons? Or anything mythologically wise?
0: You would know of a living one known as Old Gregor. Old Gregor is very old. Like, he's reaching the end of his time period. Um, mostly he is sedentary. Um, he has a very specific point where he stays. Uh, he feeds deer like they're birds. Um, not for eating. Uh, for the most part, he seems to be a vegetarian which is kind of interesting. He mostly lives off of moss and the lovely lilies that grow in the the water and the lake close by.
1: Uh, He's quite often very kind to speak to, but can typically be
0: um, elusive sometimes. Uh, He has this ability to be able to cloak himself against those he doesn't wish to speak to. Um, but other than that, not much
1: more information on Greek dra- Green Dragons.
3: Okay. Uh sorry, final question.
1: Um how far away is that from where we are right now? Closer to the center? Um I'd say he's
0: about 2 miles further center than where your your home was. Okay. Cool. Yes, Chris. Uh
2: so, is going to uh just say well, if they're going to paint an image of a dragon in glass in green that grand, then it's probably an important dragon. But what's more important right now is that we get you up off the floor
1: and proceed to the party. If everyone is still feeling up to it. Um. Yes, I I I would like to get going on this.
7: Um. DM, question. Sure. Would uh, Caster be able to recognize those voices if he heard them again? Pretty clear cut in his brain.
0: I'd say the males, yes. It might be a little bit more difficult for the females. um, Probably because they were so quiet
1: and timid. That might not be their full voice. You could definitely make a roll. Yeah, I will give you that. Yeah. But the males would be like. Pop.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm um, sorry, sorry. Uh, the males would definitely be very quick. Uh, probably, especially with the distinctive tone and
1: rolling of his voice.
6: Snob, yes.
1: I'm an asshole, yes. Yes.
6: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: the party I'd say would probably start in I'd say
1: 15 minutes Oof. um yeah
2: I believe out of character last session somebody mentioned wanting to use a disguise kit
6: yeah uh, someone did and if they can I can I have a disguise it, kit it very possibly was me uh
4: you don't need to do anything major to me. Just, I don't know, put some shoe polish in my hair and put a scar on my face or something. I don't know.
6: I mean, I, yeah, I'm proficient okay. in it. So whatever you want. I And I have a disguise kit, so I can do it for you.
2: Awesome. <laughs> so while Soot is um, doing themselves. <laughs> um
1: phrasing you want to use,
4: sure.
2: <laughs> shoeing themselves with yes, the shoe- there you go. I, I think I that's worth Okay. That's- <laughs> uh, Sarah's gonna approach Finn. Uh, Finn, do you think I could use some of your uh uh disguise kits? Do you have any red powder that I could use to tint my hair? Uh do I?
0: i Jason will actually speak up. Uh, you can definitely check your pouch. Uh, go ahead and just make me a quick investigation check. It won't be yeah, hard.
5: When did Jason get here?
7: He <laughs> does, he's doing
0: the same thing he always does. I was just, just about randomly. to say, I'm
7: going to look for Jason. Holy oh, <laughs> shit.
0: Uh, I could do that for you. Uh, and he's going to cast Prestigitation, which will easily change the color of your hair.
5: Goodness, you scared the heavens out of us. Are don't,
6: you- don't do that.
1: I'm sorry. I had to lose the loo.
5: Well, oh, you'll get a nice outfit, too. You know what? How tall is Jason?
0: Uh, I'd say he's probably about seven and a half feet tall.
7: What? Wait, he's excuse a, me?
0: He's a linky boy. He's a linky seven skinny. And
7: a half. Seven and a half? Seven?
0: Yes. Like Shaq? Oh, with, well, with his hat. I mean.
4: Oh, how tall that's is his hat?
0: Probably it, his, hat. His, his hat probably adds a foot and a half.
7: Okay. Oh God. Hey God, I was like, this dude's Shaq and we didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I remember dude it.
4: like five, six or something. But how could we, we lose him? And a half feet
7: tall. Like, I was like, wait, <laughs> he's a human, not a Goliath, right? Like
0: So he's he's probably like five, five foot six, five foot seven.
7: Martha's
5: sort of looking him up and down like you know what? I think I might have some clothes in my cart that might just fit you.
1: Oh, that would or be lovely.
5: Dragging away <laughs> by the hand, motherly, oh, okay. Fussy fuss.
0: They,
1: like it's nothing. Like he's used to it. <laughs> it exists in a quantum state of that.
6: So, <laughs> while while they're doing that, I do. Do I need to roll something for the disguise kit on on a? Uh, as soot, you could. What, what should I roll?
1: Uh, let's see. Yeah, just roll.
0: Um, you know what? Roll a straight deception. All right. Um, we'll just improv that real quick. I, I'll probably hear this in the comments later. Like, that's not how you do this. 19, oh, but you know what?
7: Wants to do it. Yeah,
0: so yeah, I mean, you do. It's gonna be more natural than if, like, say, that spell were to time out. Um, it's it's kind of like a grease mixed with a pigment. Um, it's it's gonna gel the hair, so it, like it would be easy for like oh I want to go red, but I want it to be like suave and to the side, and I want to look like
1: Bond fancy someone.
6: I was doing it for uh, Soot, not Zer, uh, because he said That's he fine. wanted. To, okay, just making sure.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you could probably also you probably have like the base of something, and if you get the pigment, you could get him whatever color you
1: really like
6: okay let's let's fix you up all nice like
1: i am trying to find a picture
4: of someone's hair slicked back that doesn't make me visibly ill <laughs> it's all these, that yeah it's exactly the kind of people that
1: i'm like i don't want to ever look like that james dean James Dean's. Like yeah, 20. James Dean's got some good
3: sit back here. I'll take James Dean. James Dean for 20. Can can so. I just say to the group, um, very random question. Does anyone know how to braid hair?
5: You, you look at Martha with like the perfect crown braids into a ponytail and she's like, Yeah, no, I'm staring Me. directly at you, Martha. <laughs> Already dragging Jason away, and she'd be like, Okay, everyone gets to pull into Martha's cart while she cleans their hair and stuff. Well, braids would, it, would, not Would cleaned. you would you be willing? It's it's been a while since
3: anyone's braided my hair, and I can't really do it on myself.
5: It'll be a cinch. Now, what are you thinking? Um I, then, I don't know, surprise me. Okie dokie.
0: Would we all like to start heading towards the cart? Because I mean, with a bit of conversation after the event uh, of the, the vision, it's I'd say probably about uh, ten minutes till the party.
7: Yes, we should uh, get yeah, to the party. Yes. Yeah,
5: I was yes. hoping to go to a church, but I can wait until after the party. <laughs> I'm sure we'll all do plenty of sinning.
7: <laughs> we were just at a church. But we were in a church, yeah. Yes,
5: but a, a different church. Not that there's anything wrong with that church. No, no, no. Just it, it, different God.
6: As we're walking to the party, I would, I would, uh, Finn would be talking to Zara. Is like, are we going to uh, try to perform at this party? I hope so,
2: but I'm not sure about this other performer that she mentioned. It was Philbar...
6: I, I didn't quite catch the words off her lips. I thought it, I thought it was Phil, Phil State, but I could have been wrong as well. Well, well
1: I remember Robert. Yeah, so don't, we're don't, not supposed to
6: call him that. Yeah, don't call, you never call a performer by his actual name. Especially not on stage. That's very rude. Well, then we wait until he's done performing and you pretend you know him. I know a lot of people.
2: Then it won't be easy to, then it won't be hard to pull off.
1: (laughs) So the night's going to be a little bit colder. Uh, You're
0: still getting into the warmer nights, but it's as you're walking on that that cobblestone, everybody's dress shoes kind of clicking. There is uh, a congregation of people uh, from different places, a group of two here, a group of three here, and they're all moving to the upper city of Furtosum, following them you guys will get that nice kind of cooler breeze. Uh, But there's still that mellow warmth from the ground that it's, it's kind of radiating from the heat of the sun from earlier that evening. So there's that, that weird kind of it's chilly, but if I stand here for a little while, I might warm up, but if I move, it might catch the wind, that kind of a night. Um, The crickets are out. It's it's quite calming. I don't know why there are monkeys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're close to the jungle
6: just where monkey crickets <laughs>
0: so uh, uh, you guys won't take too long to get there it's it's probably a 7 minute walk which guys you know y- you get in there just like 3 minutes shy of the full party getting in the blossoming bloom uh, there will be uh, butlers um several butlers there out front kind of greeting people introducing people um, you'll hear a few guilds be introduced. Uh, these guilds seem to be of, of higher standing. So people in like um, the the hero section of the guild volume. Um, and when you guys reach the gate, you'll you'll spot a man who is dark haired, uh, ponytail in the back, uh, kind of like a hazelish green eyes and a very pointed kind of goatee that that's tied at the bottom, very kind of gelled and slick to look very manicured. Your
1: names. Or your group's names, I should say.
7: Uh, Castor will step up. My name is uh, Castor Ceneris, and our group, we are the Brotherhood of the Pomegranate.
0: Brotherhood of the Pomegranate. Lovely name. Welcome to the party. Uh, the Lord is upstairs in the main foyer. Uh, we have a performer currently, right now, though I'm not sure if he'll be here all night. Uh, food is at both sides of the entrance, feel free to grab your fill. There is plenty, and if there is anything we can do, please do not hesitate to ask and he will kind of step into the the area. Uh, you'll see this this large hall. Uh, it's kind of like a polished stone flooring in different plates, um, some, some green ornate coloring in the flooring. You'll see this this wide staircase that kind of opens up into like this circular seat that comes from the top. You'll see two large doors at the very top and a stage in between um, the the two staircases, which is actually kind of large. You have seats on either side, polstered, and uh, about six pillars that kind of line this place, but the biggest thing that you notice is that they have this really large ornate, uh, I'd say water fountain in the dead center of this place, which is like the fanciest. Like, nobody really gets a fountain in their house unless you got some money. And at the very top of this is a depicted uh, f- uh, kind of sculpture Uh I'd say one of you might notice one of the members of the sculpture. Uh, The first one is a a male. Uh, He has a kind of a scar on the bridge of his nose that goes down to his right cheek. Um, It's hard to tell colors, but he seems to be kind of fair-skinned, black hair, uh, unkept in a way, but the suit looking both uh, royal but uh, a little worn, uh, like he's seen time in his post, and a... Female, uh, next to him in what seems to be adorned necklaces uh, of some kind, earrings, they kind of dangle a bit. Uh, She has kind of a a cleft chin, but just so elegantly enough, Uh, a very shapely nose that doesn't seem to um, kind of take away from the very nice curve of her cheeks. Uh, she seems to be about uh, average height, uh, very uh, very familiar to, to um,
1: kind of the shapely face that Xur might have. Um, Introducing, as... oops, sorry.
7: I was going to say Castor was going to turn to the butler and say, I will have to thank your lord for your hospitality has been unmatched so far.
0: Of course, uh, he should be down relatively soon. I think he's dealing with uh, a few conversations with uh, the meal preparation and the lady of the house. Uh, Introducing, and he's going to kind of turn back to the whole room. You're going to see, like, the music kind of pan down a little bit. Still play, but very lightly. Um, It's one of those formal things where everybody knows when somebody's being introduced, you hold your drinks, you hold your motion, you pause the conversation, and you see who is entering the followers of the pomegranates here for
1: your lovely company. And he will kind of bow as you enter. Aster will nod
7: and uh, wait for everybody else to walk in and then walk in behind. I don't
1: know. Can I ask a
7: question
4: real quick that I probably should ask before we got to the party? Sure. Are we supposed to go, like, I know that they did a dress armor was an option. Are we supposed to go, like, unarmed? Are we allowed to bring weapons? Like, if we're going kind of like for show kind of thing, like, what is that situation?
0: There are show weapons, but they have no blade. Uh, You would know that they are literally just the case with a handle kind of glued into place so that it's for looks, but there would not be like, no unsheathing of the weapons, because there is none. If you do have weapons, they do have kind of like a little broom closet where you can kind of sit them until you're ready to pick them up at night or after the party.
7: Like a coat check, but for weapons.
0: Yeah, but if there's a weapons exactly.
4: check. That's right. Yeah, okay. So Soot would have brought their sword and or their spear and shield and then checked it at the, at the door.
3: Can I bring my staff? Yes.
0: Yeah, um, that doesn't really have a blade, so you'd be able to bring that in. I mean, you'd be like, please don't use that for any self-defense, please. Uh, Mostly for walking, of course.
3: Oh, I'm not intending to. It's a uh, formal wear. It's part of the outfit. Ah,
0: sorry. I didn't
1: mean to assume. i just doing my job. Oh, no, don't worry about it.
6: Could I, like not hand over my rapier, like just say, oh, it's a show weapon. You could try. I'm going to try.
1: Oh God, no! So as you guys enter, um,
0: with, of course, with Jason, Martha, Martha, and, you know, them back at the cart, uh, we're going to get to that in a moment. So we're going to take that scene back in the cart. Um, Jason clearly following you, uh, to wherever you would like to lead him, Martha.
5: All right, she's going to open the cart door and sort of hop in. Just wait there for a moment, or come in. I really don't care. Um,
0: That's okay. I don't have to go to the loo again.
5: <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Although if you do, I would suggest doing it before the party. If, you know.
0: There's a dark corner over there. I could probably use that.
5: Oh, God. No, 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 no. no. You lose a, use a proper loo, dear.
0: What's a proper loo?
5: Oh no. Okay, Callista. while well, I look for the clothes, why don't you explain toilet stool dear friend? <laughs> why she's are you- I'm literally <laughs> the most the least qualified
3: person to explain that. You do know that, Chet.
1: right? Wait, you guys don't go to the horses' carriage in the front of the kingdom to use the dirt pile?
3: Uh, Look, Jason, I get where you're coming from. Apparently no one else does. But that is a conversation for a different day.
0: Yes, seems so.
5: Turns with... A, for what is for her, a quite hefty handful of clothes, because for tall people, literally piling over she can barely see. (laughs) Um... Okay, uh, we have here some pants, some well dress pants, dress shirt. Uh, do you like ascots? My husband has a shit ton of ascots.
0: I've never worn anything like this before. I only ever owned one set of clothing.
5: Oh dear, stinky, stinky. Okay. So, she sort of hands it to him. Okay, you want to put this this is the bottom layer, you put this on first. Then this is the second layer, which you put on second. And this is the cloak that you just tie around your neck, and the ascot goes in between the first layer and the second layer. What's a layer? Okay, uh, new plan. put this on first. <laughs> y-
1: okay. I do hope it fits. If Is it... Uh, can I ask whose clothes
0: this is? clearly it fits perfectly mm.
5: okay also would you like a different hat ha- <clears throat> uh, uh
0: he'll, he'll grab the brim no no i'm very happy with this hat
5: all right all right <gasps> uh let's see and she basically plays dress up with this poor spindly man sort Fancies up his hair in that fussy, motherly way, like, you're hurting me! Ow, ow, shush! I'm making it perfect.
0: Strange bit of
1: information, you'll find that any clothing for Matthew fits him. As if it was tailored. Okay, what about his freakishly big feet? Yep. Okay,
5: this is getting a bit... Okay, well, you look, uh... You look very handsome, dear.
0: Thank you. I don't think anyone's ever told me that before.
3: Would you like to hear it again? You look very handsome.
0: I have this weird feeling in my stomach. I don't know what it is.
5: (laughs) Uh, I'm probably just... It feels nice to be complimented, dear. Now, you just sit there, and she's finishing, like, tying up the ascot and gives him a little pat on the cheek. You look perfect. Why don't you go join the others? I'm going to help Callisto here with her braiding.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, hold up, guys. And he's going to run.
5: In the moment he, like, turns and heads off, you see her just kind of, like, cover her face a bit. Like, okay. I think I know the answer to this, but dare I ask what's wrong? I... uh, He just reminds me of someone. Now, on to your braiding.
3: Martha, I love you and we're addressing this
5: topic later, but yeah, please. (laughs) Okay, I think we're going to go with a traditional crown braid, maybe with a Celtic knot in the back. Um, Oh, you want some flowers weaved in? Oh, um, I don't need them necessarily,
3: and she passes a hand over her horns and casts Druidcraft, and all of the tiny little purple buds that were wrapped around her horns with the vines explode into little purple roses.
5: (gasps) She claps. Wonderful. That's that's a a neat little... (sighs) Neat little trick indeed, yeah. (laughs) okey and then she braids their hair.
1: Yeah. And it's
5: very pretty. Yeah.
1: Might I say, for those in the party,
0: it is going off without a hitch. The smell of the lovely roasted duck with just a ever hint of, like, I would say homegrown green onions with a light buttery sauce on top. Gravy to the side, housemade, made thickish. Uh, kind of that the, the, the natural yet clumpy gravy where you've got like that flavor and consistency with it. Homemade mashed potatoes uh, with a bit of parsley on top. Uh, you've got uh, homegrown carrots, uh, already shaved the greens off, so it's all like finger food. Um, you've got some little mini sandwiches. There is a large bowl of what you can only assume is this lovely clam chowder. It has this salty yet kind of sweet essence to it. The consistency is thick like a chowder, but you can see the bits of lovely, like just perfect like chunks of clam in there. And the potatoes, though some are kind of mashed into that that chowder, you see thickish kind of pieces of that. And uh, mixed in is also like chopped celery, boiled to kind of fit the consistency. Um, a sprinkling of of pepper has been added to it to create that that granular kind of deliciousness, um, and that just kind of wafts through mixing with that duck, mixing with the mashed potatoes and the gravy to create just this mouthwatering aroma.
2: Um. So there hasn't actually. Um entered at least not right away he's probably entered by now but i'll describe how he does that so right before everybody who initially goes in he's going to get very flustered and he's going to look at the ground he's going to start pacing outside the doors like right in front of the two butlers and castor might hear him speaking in celestial or as he knew it when he was back home uh sun speech And he's going to be talking to himself, muttering something like, You are the talk of the town. Your name carries a mark of reputation. And although, and although... And then um, I'm going to roll a few representative saving throws. Okay, so that, that fourth one. So just spitting out some saving throws until he's ready to go in.
0: I just want to keep the listeners in on this. So the saving throws, we got constitution. We got 13, a nine, a four, and a 16.
2: Yeah. So with that 16, representatively, he's going to uh, step through the threshold or over the threshold, and he's just going to march straight, his head held high, heel, toe, heel, toe, heel, toe, not looking at all around the room and he's going to march straight up to the center uh, on the opposite side of the statue, and he's going to fix his gaze at the top doors, at the top of the double staircase. And Caster wait would for the have... performer to finish.
7: Caster would have followed him. Because um, Castor's okay. waiting for everybody else to march in, and then there being the last one, Caster would follow off after him.
6: Finn would have been the first one, and he would have entered with a flare, by taking his wide brim hat off, and with dancing lights just spinning around him in different colors, announce his presence. Uh, so it would have walked in, kind of like
4: Vince McMahon, and then lights. noticed that no one is paying attention to them particularly, and then just kind of sidle off to the side and start getting food.
7: Oh, people paid ding, attention ding, to us. The, 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 the butlers introduced us and everybody like raised a glass.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Finn would have gone to the stage as well like standing next to Zer waiting for the, the performer to finish.
0: Well, I would say this. Maybe Soot was kind of to the back of the group. Kind of that, I, the I mean, Soot would
4: have done that on purpose as well. I know uh Caster said he was going to be in the very, very back. Um, But Soot would have been decently far back. And then like almost like reflexively would have walked in like that and then looked around and then like abashedly just kind of like scooched off towards the food.
7: Basically Caster's Castor's thing was he introduced everyone, so he wanted to,
1: you know, as as the ambassador make sure everybody else gets in first. And then he'll go do what he needs to do. So as everything's going on, we've got several points here. The food, delicious. Take your fill. Plates to the side,
0: bowls, everything. Like Serve yourself as much as you want. They'll keep putting it back. Let's start with uh, the person who's going farthest into the building, do with Finn. Uh, At the stage is a person who's not really dressed to impress. He has uh, a very distinct look about him, a blue kind of, uh, I'd say furred jacket. A very simplistic white shirt underneath, shaved sides, uh, kind of longer on the top, swafted to one side. Very elegant eyebrows, and um, kind of like a pieced mark over his nose. It's not a scar though. The way the the actual makeup kind of goes looks kind of like it, it's it's scarage, but like that's the design. Um, he has a gold necklace um, around his his uh, chest here towards the goddess uh, Tetra, uh, goddess of the earth. And he'll be playing a very ornate lyre. Probably one of the most ornate things about him. It is red with uh, kind of like golds. The, uh, the strings themselves aren't gold. They're like an off brass. Um, very well taken care of. Uh, very well uh, like cared for to the point where you can see like this is his prized possession. And the sound that comes out of it just I, 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 you, you know, you you search for that song, right? Yeah. he feels, as you listen, as though he's found that song for himself, not the song you're looking for, but as though he has the song that he started to look for as a performer himself, that song that defines him.
6: You see like the biggest grin on on Finn's face as he hears. Here's this song.
1: Let's move back towards the back a bit. We've got Zer, and I believe uh, next to him is Caster, correct? Mm hmm. As this song ends and the performer prepares to come off stage, you'll see the doors
0: at the top open. Uh, the music will slow to a
1: piece. Introducing. The Lord and Lady of the House. So Vagrant and Lady Eris. And they'll do, like, a a soft bow.
0: He looks kind of like he is Lord. Um, He has that title, but his hair looks greasy. Um, His beard looks kind of shaven and unkept, like a five o'clock shadow, like, trying to be a beard. Um... uh, The clothing he has is nice, but it looks like he's pinching pennies because he doesn't want to buy anything new. Um, It looks as though anybody who would be dressed the best would be the lady next to him. A lovely red dress in which she's wearing. Uh, Very ornate pieces, jewelry that doesn't look from here. Uh, They look very interesting. Um, Kind of like sands. Uh, or, or kind of back in the sands, kind of elegant, uh, ornate uh, pieces.
1: They'll they'll come down,
0: and the performer will take five, allowing whatever performer they might have thought next. Though it doesn't seem like anybody's stepping up. Um, and they'll mingle with a few people, walking down the stairs very slowly, each on their own side. They're not walking together. Um you don't know if this is by purpose, but the male seems as though he is uh, the Lord. He seems as though he has a purpose heading to the back of the room towards the food and to speak with a very particular person.
7: Caster will if the you said there was like two sets of stairs um, going down, and they went down opposite sides, correct. so Castor will take the the Lord's side stairs to uh, to try to make an impression if he can, if the Lord will, okay. you
1: know, even inter, uh, entertain him. Okay. Let's start there first. Yes, sir. So you'll walk up to this gentleman, uh, clothes looking just as described in his
0: demeanor, not making it look any better. I'd say the immediate
1: vibe from this guy is, I might not have time for you. But he'll look to you and give you a, a nod. He'll
0: continue walking very slowly, as if waiting for you to say something, and. Like, if you do, he'll stop. But if not, he has plans on continuing.
7: Castor caster will indeed. He will say, he will take a, a bow, not terribly deep, but deep enough to, you know, be respectful. Um, uh, my lord, I must thank you and praise you on your, uh, your hospitality. Your butlers have been some of the finest I've ever seen, and the food's wonderful.
1: Well, they better be tonight is very important
0: but i'm Ooh, glad
1: that- you are enjoying yourself uh does that does that kick it up
0: yeah that kicks it up
1: all right
7: kester for a second he'll like freeze for a second and then he'll like snap out of it and um yes it is a very important night and i'm i'm very glad to, to have been invited to this party i can't wait to see everything that comes from it
0: no, I, I wasn't, and I apologize. I wasn't here for the introductions. Are you with uh, anyone in particular, a lord, a lady, a legendary guild, perhaps?
7: Actually, we, uh, we're here with an up-and-coming guild. We were. Um, he seems invited.
0: disinterested immediately.
7: All right. And Caster will, I mean, he'll finish if he's still listening or if he just walked away.
0: No, no, no. He's listening, but it's just like, oh, light in the eyes and the hamster's gone.
7: We were recently contracted uh, by the church, actually, for a job. Um, mm-hmm. So we're hoping, hoping to use that to gain some notoriety, as it may be.
0: Charity is always good, but you can't trust the churches around here.
7: <laughs> be that as it may, work is work, and it helps us with our guild charters.
0: That's fair. If you find that you need more established work, I'm sure I can find something in, say, my
1: staples.
7: Well, if there would be guild work for us there we would always look to do it I know we have to complete a certain amount of jobs so we can become more known throughout the throughout the kingdom
0: I'll pain you finally if you wish to speak to me after the party and now if you would give me just a moment, Clamchatter is indeed my favorite
7: go on I, uh, I shall make my way there eventually alright
0: let's pause from there Move over to one scene, and then I want to get to Zur real quick. And then we'll catch up with Callisto, we'll catch up with Marsa, and then we'll catch up with Soot. Um, so, Finn, uh, this performer, uh, will step off stage. Uh, just kind of, he doesn't look like he cares that he doesn't dress like the others. He's going to head over to kind of one of the side chairs and, and sit down and kind of make sure he's, he's tuned.
1: Ring, ring.
6: I would uh, go over to him and say, "That was a beautiful piece."
1: Oh, I thank you. You play yourself. I see the lyres on your clothing.
6: I, I have my lyre, like like strapped to my sides, so like I do. I am. Ah. I'm uh, not. Uh, not been playing for long just a couple of years but i know i am, uh i have always had an ear for music and i know a beautiful song when i hear one and that was amazing uh, I also uh, as he reaches into his pocket he'll pull out i was uh, marsha asked me to give this to you
1: Marsh, oh, yes. Oh, sorry, wrong voice. Yeah. He'll, um, take the paper. Oh, I see. Uh, so you're looking for more information on
0: performing?
6: P- uh, performing bards, um, legendary instruments, you know, just the normal stuff.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I could, uh, I guess I could teach you the formal stuff. But let me ask you, because I don't
0: normally teach, uh, except to very particular people.
1: Uh, not that I'm stingy. I just know those who are born with a talent and who don't try. Do you have a melody in your soul?
6: I'm Is trying there to a find song th- that
1: reaches for you, boy?
6: I'm trying to find that song.
1: Now, may I ask this: Have you heard it, or are you following someone else's? Is it yours? You see, there are plenty of performers out there who find a song and go, that's beautiful, it shall be mine. And then there are those who pick up a lyre and they pluck a few strings and they find the soul that is in them and the melody that they continue with. Which one of those are you?
6: The second one I want to say, but... I don't know. I, I just, I, I play, but I don't feel the, the same thing as when I first heard the, a song like that.
1: Ah, there's your problem. It's not about the songs that you hear. Beautiful music has been created throughout the lands for years. And yes, you can find beautiful songs and become famous off of them. That's not a problem. I could teach you that, but I won't, it's hollow, it's purely for show, but what I can teach you, if you're truly willing to learn, you have a song in you, and I could teach you to bring that out, but it won't be easy. What do you say?
6: Yes, like, I would love to learn.
1: Right. Well, I unfortunately have to go. But tomorrow morning, main gates, second fountain, 3 p.m. Here? No. Main gates, second fountain, 3 p.m.
6: Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, right, right, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yes.
1: And I say morning
0: because I like to sleep in, so that's morning for me. So I just wanted to. Don't contact me before then, or I will literally beat you with my own liar.
1: Have a good day.
6: Uh, you too.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's head to Zur, and then I'd like to catch up with everyone else. So are these these two lords and ladies. They're going to exit that main door. They're going to make their way down.
0: Now you will see that the lord is preoccupied with one of your party members. The lady, however, seems to be meandering towards the two pillars
1: to the right side. Just kind of standing there. Taking in the party. Alright. Um, is there a
2: pulpin pedal harp like there is, or like there was when my mother left Araza.
0: Oh yeah, there's um, a few actually on the wall. Um, they look ornate, but they also look playable as well. Um there are instruments lined to each side of the stage in case somebody needs them. Of course, looking
1: more pricey than good sounding, I should say. Mm. Um
2: with uh Finn's now mentor, it seems, um, leaving the stage, um, is the stage unoccupied?
1: Yes, currently.
2: Okay, uh Zera is going to completely ignore the lady as she comes down beside him, beside the stage. and just walk straight to the stage and I'm going to wheel one of the uh, harps away from the wall. I don't care which one I'm not gonna spend too much time looking at which one might be most playable um and i'm going to set it down set a chair behind me sit lean it against my shoulder and i'm going to start playing a dance on the harp uh, okay. just a uh a medium medium tempo dance that the whole hall can start to hear
1: okay and it's
2: going to be a little complicated. A little ornate. With lots of flourishes and rolls. And...
0: Is it a particular song that we spoke of in private earlier?
2: Not yet. No. Okay. I
1: want to see if I can get the lady to acknowledge me
2: without that song.
1: Roll a performance. Sure. Uh, Good.
6: Um,
1: Sure. That's a 10.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, What were you going to say there, Finn?
6: I was going to say, before he rolled, if I saw him walking up the stage, could I, like, hit him with bardic inspiration?
0: Hell yeah. Go ahead. All right. You've heard some inspiring words. You've probably got something rattling.
6: As As I see him walking up stage, I, like, just like get a little close to him, and say, "You can do this." The songs that you that you will play on this stage will bring up bring joy to everyone. And I'll tap him on the shoulder and give him a D four.
1: All
6: right. Hmm. I, th- I think it's a D four. Let me. I think check. it's a D it six. Yeah, I thought it was a D six. Starts with a D
2: six, and then it moves up to an eight. Okay, Roller yeah, d d6. Roll a d6. To the chat. I have that typed into the chat. Can I spend my inspiration that I earned from last session to re-roll that three? <laughs> sure. And then add the inspiration. Sure. For the bardic
1: inspiration, that is.
2: Sure. Yes, sir. So we're working with two inspirations.
1: Um, uh, making sure I'm clicking the right form. That's, That's a seventeen, That's plus a four. Oh yeah, she
0: notices. Um, it's very elegant. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's. You don't like to measure artists who's better, who's worse, but the sound change catches her attention. Um, it's very, I'd say distinctive. Maybe homelandish, maybe. If I, I, I might meet that, yeah.
1: The style
2: so, is definitely not what she might have learned if she she probably went to an academy when she was small. I don't know this, but she played the harp when she when I was little with her okay. and um the style is definitely more of something that would be found in the desert than in a pulp and academy of music,
1: okay. So she's going to be eyeing you.
0: Not, not like the, oh, meat kind of eye. Just like the, who are you?
7: Not the eye that he's used to getting.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a distinctive look. Um, it's, it's,
1: yeah, it's different.
7: This is not an Oedipus situation. Exactly. Um, if, if I can see the lady, can I make a perception check really quick? Um... I want to see if she's got a red mark or a bruise on her face.
0: Go ahead,
1: give me your perception with disadvantage because you're all the way across the building. You bet. That is a 21 dropping for a... Yeah, you, you dropped a natural 20 for a 21.
0: Still not bad. You know, even across the room,
1: there's a distinct blush to her cheek on one side that might be covered with makeup. Well, yeah, Caster really can't uh, do anything to get Sarah's attention, I don't think. Wait, hold on. Do I know message? Do you? Wait, check. I don't think that's a cleric spell. I could,
7: I could yell it really loud without my turn, geez, but I think that might be a bad idea.
0: So, kind of panning out from the party as this music is occurring, as, as these uh, moments are happening... Uh, those who have prepared themselves in the cart are making their way in. Uh, Jason, a few minutes before the rest, as he was running. Um, and then Martha and uh,
1: Callisto, short behind. Uh, Soots already in there, I believe, correct? Take the silence as a yes. Um, yeah, he did a Vince McMahon walk in there. So, the best thing to do would be move in with uh, Callisto and Martha making their way through the doors
5: Martha is going to look around. Where is the bar?
0: Uh, both sides of the entrance, like immediately in the doorway.
5: He steps through the doorway, makes a sharp left.
0: <laughs> lovely food food. Um, lovely food. Um, lovely food. Uh, nice clam chowder. very, very. Uh, marbly with the pepper it's kind of thick consistency but not too thick I that I it's have like, chowder,
5: so you're making me rich
0: <laughs> well there is garlic bread uh there I is um... of
5: garlic bread.
0: oh yeah and this is the type of garlic bread where they've lathered it with like the the drippings of the garlic with the actual butter so you get that nice kind of soft yet spongy kind of bread that was cooked separately but it's it's kind of melding with that butter at that perfect timing not making it too soggy but also not taking that that consistency away from it
5: he's just going to grab herself <clears throat> like how is the alcohol being served is are there just bottles or
0: What's in wine glasses through it's kind of like one of those bartender things where you see the butlers kind of come through with the plates and like each Serving of alcohol is in its own glass. Where you're, if you're wanting to drink, you're gonna have to like take two or three and chug them, put it back and grab another one.
5: Ah, she will take two, chug one, and keep the (laughs) other.
0: Okay. Uh, How about Callisto?
3: You're good. Uh, Callisto walks in and just kind of looks around her, very much deer in the headlights, like does not know what she's doing and is just kind of standing there. Uh, looking for anyone other than Martha that she knows.
4: Seeing uh Clisto looking like freaked out would kind of gently wave and motion over. Also, Martha is over by me, so we could have like a little huddle of friendlies.
3: Yeah, as soon as soon as she sees it, it's just immediately to them.
1: Okay,
4: um, just to let you know, um, high society types go for the throat if we see someone looking like that. So just kind of. No face it or put a light polite smile on. And so we'll kind of do that like beauty pageant smile. Uh just rule number one, never let them see a sweat.
3: Uh Callisto Marcus. Go ahead.
4: And then uh, so we will just be breaking down like polite society rules of like, you know. Essentially how to act but kind of like I don't want to say like doing it making them like a, a lay person or like a common person Not like you always must keep a stiff back like that kind of thing just like hey, you know Like don't don't smile. Just kind of like smile if you don't want to talk to someone don't make eye contact because a lot of times in a quiet party That's what will an issue. Oh, he's giant
0: uh, <laughs> that's what we'll Is it Thank you I
5: Find him kind of hot
7: well, not he's, he's,
6: he's picture.
0: heading in your direction. Oh, no.
7: the table. <laughs> I guess Caster would be following, like he said he would, like the just Lord. kind of behind. Ooh, okay.
3: Oh, do I get to slap a man?
7: I mean, nope. you might. Uh, Marvis no, not gonna
3: take... actually <clears throat> going to slap him. Don't him? It
4: just. Throw oh, it. if I I would recognize him as the Lord if he comes and steps beside uh so it, You all will see Soot do an incredibly elaborate, like, bow at the waist. Um, uh, It is uh, an honor to meet you, uh, my lord. And he'll, after bowing, stick a hand out to shake.
0: The pleasure is all yours, I (laughs) I, assume.
4: It appears you've already... And Soot will kind of, like, lean around and make eye contact with Caster.
7: Spoken with my associate? Yes, and you should let him get to the clam chowder. I've heard he's quite fond of it. Oh, I apologize. Mm. And Soot will step aside and kind of uh, motion, uh, like, clearing a path for him. Uh, uh, This is
1: your party, good sir. And he'll look back at Caster.
7: Uh, some of them, yes. We, they've spread out m- a few of them to go do things,
0: uh, you know, uh, mingle
1: Movies amongst. playing
0: that wretched music? It sounds like it's from the desert. Ugh.
3: I think it's rather nice.
0: Uh, of course.
4: For, actually, real quick out of character, because Soot has these things going through their head, um, we know that he is married to Zare's mom, correct?
0: I don't think you quite know it's Zare's mom yet.
4: Okay, sorry, I didn't want <clears throat> to say something in character that so- would have clicked.
7: When when Callisto says that she thinks it's quite nice and gets that reaction from the Lord, Castor is just gonna take her by the hand and walk her towards the center of the of the room
0: dancing?
1: Yeah,
7: he's gonna take her to dance, but he's also- he doesn't- he doesn't want this lord to get pissed off. Because he can tell that he's a- he's a grouchy guss. Yeah.
3: She, she looks at him and goes, what? It's- it's nice!
7: It is nice, and we're going to dance to it.
3: Okay. And he's an asshole. Yes. And he, he deserves just... to be told that.
7: Yes, but, um etiquette dictates as they're dancing around. <laughs> He'll be like, etiquette <laughs> dictates that um, when somebody's hosting you show politeness to them even if they're a dick. It's not uh, it's it's not the most wonderful of things, but it's just the way society works, I guess.
3: I don't like your society's etiquette, but I will live with it for the time being.
7: I don't like it much either, um, but this song is very difficult to dance to. It's quite complicated, is there And uh, <laughs> he'll be smiling about it, but he's he's enjoying himself dancing with Callisto. Would, uh,
1: I'd say, boom. Back at the table. Martha the Lord budging. will... Sorry?
5: Martha's not budging. She's sitting there. That is her spot now.
0: That's she... perfectly fine, because the Lord is going to turn to you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit! Enjoying the food. Mm hmm. The wine. Mm hmm. Any plans for the night? I'm married. Oh, no, not. Uh, you're not my type.
5: <laughs> I'm not many people's type.
1: Um, just
0: simply making sure that the party is up to snuff. If you do have any problems with anybody, let me know. I shall take care of it
1: personally.
5: Everything has been fine. Thank you. Hmm.
1: And he's going to look over to Soot. Not much of a dresser? I suppose this outfit is uh, last year's
4: fashion. I I haven't had a chance to buy... New funeral attire since then. Um, However, I was wondering, I don't know if my associate got a chance to ask this of you. Um, We are a new guild, uh, newly formed. However, we are looking for work. And we're wondering if we could take out a contract with the city, uh, with you at our helm, as a possible sponsor for a uh, uh, city guild sponsorship?
0: Don't think so. Uh, I will say, if you're looking for work, my stables could use a bit of mending, maybe some cleaning. I can give you some word that way, I guess.
4: Uh, no, I think we're good on that front. Um, We'll do manual labor to a certain extent. However, I don't believe that mucking stables is uh,
1: ill business. Um, It's a lord's stable. It comes with pedigree. I should say,
0: but, uh, I can help you tonight and he'll hand you the key
1: upstairs door to the right. My personal room, this fashion of this year. Enjoy.
0: Don't worry about returning it. I don't think I'd want it back and he'll walk away.
7: Oh. Uh, Corey, just so you know, uh, uh, i just wanted to, to double check caster is just trying to make everything go as smooth as possible especially telling soot to get out the way so he can get clam chowder like he
4: wants i just he's
7: wanted i, I, I want to make it i wanted to know if the lord noticed that like hey move so we can have some chowder
0: oh yeah he he moved he got his chowder this is all like while well, he was saying it paired a nice bowl very hefty bowl and then he's walking Kind of over to this this ornate chair that's kind of like right, right next to the stage, so that he can sit down.
4: Put me in a moral
7: quandary. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, you so. put us in a quandary because I was like, yeah, we might take some stable work, and you're like, absolutely, the fuck not. <laughs> it's.
4: I mean, I guess that's true. It. Soot is gonna. Is there traffic moving upstairs, or is it going to look weird for Soot to just walk up the stairs by themselves into this Lord's room?
0: I mean, you have the Lord's permission and his key.
4: Okay, I mean, I'll still look weird. Um, y- yeah, so it'll just go ahead and immediately go do that. I mean, why not be fashionable?
1: Okay. So, let's take a moment then. And then I want to come back to Zur. Um Upstairs. It's a very distinctive room. And
0: normally, for a Lord's room... There's one large, ornate bed, drapes around it. There's, you know, like, golden pieces and, you know, self-portraits paid for. I mean, that's all there. Except for the bed.
1: There are two beds. Separated. Both on each side of the room. One looks feminine. One looks masculine. Uh,
0: One has uh, a very ornate, um, kind of, uh, sands, desert. Uh, kind of almost. Uh, it looks like it was fancy at one point, but the the sands have worn away a lot of the color. It's it's old. It's not something that you would expect uh, a highborn to have. There is a chest underneath the bed that you can just barely see uh, when you open the door, and there is a closet to the left and a closet to the right, which you can assume are both. For the respective partners. This does not look like a marital room.
7: What uh, kind of I Love Lucy setup do we got going In on the, here? Okay,
4: so you said the chest is underneath the 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 ladies' bed? Yes. Okay. So it will shut, and I assume this is kind of like the old-school lock where you can use the key to lock it from the inside as well? Yes. Okay, so it's going to lock the door. Um okay. And then, is there a way to politely rummage through the room, uh, <laughs> like through, so? It's going to just open up the closet, just grab something like immediately, just be like, "That's fine." Um, and Is there the a way to politely, politely ransack politely somebody's house, rifle through this guy's like bedside table, lift up his mattress to see if he has any sweet, sweet like playboys in between his mattress and his box spring, like absolutely anything? This guy is being very rude, and I can steal from rude people. Go ahead. Okay, what am I rolling?
0: Uh, give me a sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. See Damn if we it. can. Yeah, because you're going to want to put things back the way they were laying if it's not important. And... Here we go. All right. Three,
1: two, one. RIP!
0: Sleight of hand of three. <laughs> I mean, you can see them, but it's all stuff that might be gone missing. Like They'd notice like a golden yeah. pen and booklet um, with a lock on the booklet. Um, it it seems mostly personal items. It doesn't seem any business items are here. Um, underneath the mattress, there's really not much, uh, maybe a a coin pouch, but like there's far more gold than you think would like just randomly not be noticed if it went missing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You, you,
4: you got Soot's mindset of like, take only will not be noticed. Like, you know, rich people don't know everything that they have, but, uh, okay. So will. Change and look around, uh, hold on out of character one more time because my memory is god awful. Did two things did Caster relay the full vision to us, and did Caster relay that this was the guy?
7: No, for the this is the guy, and Caster relayed what he relayed, which was that he saw a stained glass window, heard a of- a male with a fancy voice talk about uh, being an important knight and slapping uh, some female in the face that he felt. That's basically all you got from him. And I assume you would have described that window if it was in here. Uh, he he, t- he said it was a, a window with a with a. No,
0: green I mean like dragon. Corey would have oh.
4: described the window if it was in this room.
0: Would I? Were you looking at the windows?
4: I mean, if it's a big stained glass window, I hope that would be noticeable
0: in a bedroom. Are there Oh it's definitely noticeable and it's definitely there.
4: Oh okay. Now this now this actually changes Soot's things. Oh no, the one with no tat. Um okay. You said that there was a journal with a lock on it. Correct. Was that on his side of the room? Yes. Okay. Uh Soot is Oh god, where do you put that? I guess if you have like a doublet and it kind of like tucks in Soot is going to slide that where their like stomach is since that's already kind of like flat and doublets kind of hang in an odd way
0: uh, So Soot will have When you touch it you will get a nasty shock hmm. Not, Not anything that'll deal damage but this thing seems to be important enough to be enchanted To those who do not have the key Hold on. You will be shocked.
4: Let me let me see how dumb so it's gonna be. This is this is. Let me
7: just uh. But just look at one key and then look at the lock and see I, if it looks I, like I it'll
4: fit. Like a door key, it's gonna be big, and then like a diary key is gonna be little.
0: Wisdom of eleven. I'm
4: trying to think of if I want to like keep that or if it's a bad idea to keep it. Oh, that's that's my because I want to keep it, but I don't. You're gonna be tased
7: the whole time you keep that's, it fine
0: i'm here for the party yeah
4: kind of twitching um (laughs) god i wish soot had a bag um damn it okay is it okay to answer caster's question is it the same key like would that key fit no okay uh second question does anyone else in the party have a bag
0: probably i know you know that um finn does
4: Okay, so yep, cor- uh, Soot is gonna do the dumb thing, slide the book down the doublet, and just kind of like, yeah, it's that electroshock ab treatment. Uh, kind of try to calmly walk out the door.
0: You're Bruce Lee in it
4: downstairs. Oh, bad, bad, bad comparison for what that did to Bruce Lee. <laughs> um, and then walk back down the stairs and try to find uh, Finn.
7: All right. Let's just hope this book doesn't Brandon Lee you.
4: Well, Bruce Lee died because he was uh, doing electroshock treatment to his heart, and it uh, wore down his heart. So it did something bad to his heart. He died of heart uh, uh, cardiac arrest due to electroshock treatment.
0: Because he was using electroshock treatment to keep his his pecs and abs all at the top condition. Well,
7: what I what I was saying is, I hope it doesn't brand I mean, you, which means kill you quicker, it, like shooting really you in school. the face on set.
0: Yeah. Oh shit! Um, no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no guns. So let's.
4: Oh. Okay, never mind, I'm back on roll 20. Okay, so Soot will try to calmly walk downstairs and find slash flag down Finn.
0: Roll me a Deception to see if you can hide this damage, this uh, pain.
4: Okay, is Deception one of Soot's skills? No, it's the other
1: talking skill that I'm good at. Oh, I'll take that Uh, Deception of a 17. You're good. You're real good. Smooth. Okay. I will
4: wave Finn down wherever I see him and try to kind of get out of line of sight of the Lord. But not that Lord. The, like, the guy that owns the
1: Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like now, we're getting close to the end of the episode. I'd like
1: to have a scene. But I know I want to get back to Zer for this. Zer, we talked about something a little while back.
2: Yep, I remember. So, so I have a I have a plan to to facilitate that right away. Okay. If we can do another one of those like overlapping timelines, like different groups of people doing things at the same time, when Castor and um, Callisto come to the forefront of the stage and they're dancing in the center of the circle and he sees them tripping and he kind of laughs to himself he's getting more comfortable he's also thinking a lot about how a lot of the clothes have been kept from the desert and he's noticed for sure even though he hasn't been directly looking at his mother that she's wearing some some very um desert motif looking jewelry. And that's all in his mind, and he's growing more comfortable. He sees them tripping, and he slows down the the waltz that he's playing, and he starts playing something that's still in three, but it has more of a lullaby. uh, A lullaby feel. And um, this is a song that his mother used to sing to him when he was a small infant and he doesn't remember it perfectly but he remembers enough to play it with his his masterfulness on the harp and he tries to replicate that melody
1: with improvised harmonies as well as possible she's gonna make a beeline to the stage not not like um not like a furious
0: thing and not like a, an open show. More like um, we have something to discuss. Kind of a walk.
2: About how long has it been since the beginning of the party?
0: Um, I'd say about 45 minutes to an hour has passed um, until this song was played.
2: And we started with about 15 minutes like to go into the party, right? Yes. So that <clears throat> pressed digitation on my hair only lasts an hour. Hmm.
1: Ooh, Which would make so... it perfectly
0: disappear.
2: <laughs> right then. Awesome. Nice. So he um, continues to, to pluck just like ambient noise, ambient strings, all harmonious and me- me- melodic and. But that it gives him enough clearance to maybe start up a conversation. And he looks over at her for the first time. And he he plays
1: softly enough um, that uh, she can hear him over the strings. You're from the sands. I am. What is your name? Right now, I'm going by Lachlan. Hmm. And your real name? He lo-
2: looks over at the, uh, the Count. The Count is pretty far away, right?
1: Yeah, he's uh, kind of meandered his way back to the food. On the opposite side of the place.
2: going to dodge the question. He's going to say you have many beautiful fixtures around this
1: palace. The gold. The stone. The glass. The lord does. The only thing that's that are really interesting to me is the instruments in which you're playing. My jewelry.
2: Yes. These instruments, they're not very well taken care of. There are so many fragile things after all. People break so easily,
1: and so do dreams and hearts. Don't I know it? Can I what do I need to to maybe notice that that
2: asymmetry in her makeup?
1: Um, go ahead and just give me a straight up perception roll. Okay. with an 11 there's something off but you can't quite
0: fully see it
2: can i also do an insight check on her curious words don't i know it sure or or maybe can i can i use uh insight which i'm proficient in to give me advantage on that perception check to notice something is definitely off about her situation
0: go ahead with insight i think that'll give you more that's Ah. another 11.
1: Well, that's lucky. (laughs) There's pain behind that. A discomfort. A longing. Really. I'm gonna end the lullaby,
2: um, which at this point, given the acoustics of the room, I'm going to venture that the lord couldn't even hear it at this point anymore. So
1: he probably didn't realize I stopped. Um but he's uh i'm i'm going to say um i didn't come here to cause you any pain
2: i came here because i've found a new life with a group of friends and i was hoping that you might want in
1: some part to be a part of it perhaps as a financier or Sarah: Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's going to look um, back towards the lord.
0: And then she's going to gently uh, kind of take your shoulders and, and
1: kind of meander behind one of the pillars and a tree. Or like one of the potted plants. I have a few sways. I can't help you but you must not speak to the Lord. It's, it's. It, it's, and she's gonna, you're gonna see a tear. It's dangerous. And there's more to play than I wish I could tell you. But there are things preventing me. I know it's not my place. How is your father? Three years passed. She's going to look distraught. I will meet with you tomorrow. Um, And okay. she's going to look around and make sure no one's going to notice. She's going to kiss your forehead. And then she's going to go upstairs. And that, guys, I think is a perfect place to end it for the night. Nice.
7: On a scale of one to uh, John Belushi, how drunk is Martha getting?
5: <laughs> yes.
7: <laughs> I had to, I had to, re- I had to remember which was the funny one and which was the dead one, or which is the dead one and which is the <laughs> alive one.
4: <laughs> Listen, the, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi on Twitter is incredible, mostly because he just tweets about weed and how he grows weed. <laughs>
0: Hi, everybody. You guys know me. I'm the Diggity Diggity Dungeon Disaster DJ, <laughs> as I'm so lovingly called or have been given the title of. I'm here to say thank you for coming to Episode 7. Um, as you can see, there wasn't really any sounds. Um, normally, I'd shout out uh, Sirenscape, and I'm still going to shout them out. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. But we felt this episode was a little bit more dramatic with that. The sounds really... Kind of had a nice pace. We we enjoyed kind of communicating, and with the interactions with the NPCs, we just felt it really wasn't needed. Um, but if you haven't checked them out, go ahead and check them out because they really do set the tone for your game. It's great for tabletops. Uh, we found a roundabout way to throw it over Discord, which is really nice. So our players get to listen to it all the time. I want to thank Cobalt Press. Uh, for the Tomes of Beasts and the Creature Codex, which we will be using relatively soon, and we're really excited about that. Um, we've got some stuff coming up, which uh, might not have a lot of combat, but we're gearing up pretty soon to, to have some interactions, to have some things that are going to pop out at you, um, some things from some of the books, uh, like a shadow kind of creature coming at some point. I don't want to spill too much about it, and even that is... I feel a little bit too much, but uh, check them out if you haven't. Um, thank you for listening. We've had so much fun. We've hit 92 subscribers and over 50k, 50, 50 15k downloads, and it's just it's it's amazing to know that there are people out there listening. So for those of you who are, thank you so much, and we hope that you return for the next episode. And remember, keep your opportunities open.